As I recall, uh, the, this morning's talk is angry at anger. Is that what I said? So anger, this is a few other things besides this, but that's one of the reasons, one of the motivations to get into meditation in the first place many years ago. Myself, intense anger coming out of, I don't know where it came from. It's intense and it could be triggered by almost anything. So traditionally in, uh, in Buddhism and in other spiritual paths also, the different ways of working with this, but there's lots of symbols and lots of ideas and concepts that, excuse me, help us focus, take our mind conceptually to some aspect of our behavior, some aspect of our consciousness that is, is distressing or difficult. So in, in, uh, in the uh, Tibetan tradition, they have the, uh, as you see, in the, we have a Tibetan, since I had Tibetan teacher and a Zen master, my Tibetan teacher, actually painted that uh, representation of that uh, Tonka, that uh, Dorji Bernaychen is a Mahakala or protector of the teachings. And you'll see in his uh, crown, there are five skulls. Uh, those represent the five kleshas or passion, aggression, ignorance, which are the three poisons. And the next two are pride and envy. And if you think you can get rid of those, probably I'm gonna be able to do that. On the other hand, we can work with it as it is, where it's at. And uh, the the one uh, anger uh, comes roiling up out of the darkness into our uh, into our mouth when we speak and into our hands and our body. Our mind gets completely overwhelmed by intense uh, negativity and feelings and and we uh, and then we double up on it. We do what Trungpa Rinpoche called double negativity, is we get we get uh, angry at the anger. This is a big, uh, should we say, mistake. I also say there's no mistakes. That's for another talk. Uh, but it's a it's it's a misunderstanding of what needs to be done, and it is an attempt to protect the self-centeredness. And the way we do that is uh, maybe for those of you who've had, who've had a little bit of anger here and there you'll recognize that there's an area when the anger starts to arise. And you can see this more clearly. The more you practice, the more clear this will become. There's an area when that starts to arise, when we try to resist it. There's some attempt to try to resist it. And then there's kind of a flip. And then it goes into, uh, it could go into any one of these, but let's say it goes into pride. What happens where we don't want to lose and we feel like if we were to stop being angry, we would be somehow caving in, losing, and this would directly affect our self-centeredness or our, 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 our estimation of our personal value. Uh, so uh, as, as the teachings say, as I say, don't do anything, just awareness. Uh, the awareness is the only thing that can, strengthening the awareness is the only thing that can really make enough space for these things to occur without clamping down and making more trouble, being angry at being angry. And it's uh, that when the, when one loses one's temper, either to yell at someone else or to anything to stamp your feet or break a window or just fly into a rage, uh, what will happen is we'll do that and then we'll, then we do what? We go to the, uh, we don't stay in the awareness. <coughs> we don't have to be thinking anything to be here. You can just be here. Same for when, the, when this, if this happens, if you do go into some kind of angry fit, shall we call it, uh, do nothing with that. 
the ego, uh, because it wants to get better, it wants to be the one who gets better, we want to have a healthy ego, wants to have some say-so about that, So it will, but it will not do what seems to be necessary and what is necessary from the point of these, uh, point of view of uh, this person and these teachings, as far as I can tell, is to not go to the next poison, which is, I'm so sorry I did that, I just, I don't know what got into me, those kind of yammerings that kind of let us a little bit off the hook. We feel a little bit of a relief for it because then the backstory on that is what? You can hear the voice just off stage say, well, at least you're feeling bad. At least you're feeling sorry about it. At least you're apologizing. This is just a, a ploy of the ego to stay in control, stay, um, you know, I know that we, I know I did that. I blew up. I don't know what got into me. So we go into passion, the other poison, attachment. And so it's not so much about figuring this, any of this out and try to set, set up some kind of a structure. Uh, this is something that will, uh, when you get into the daily Dharma gathering and discipline, something I'll talk about my personal understanding of discipline, how discipline works with this kind of thing. But it is not about stopping it. It is not about stopping it. I'll say it again. It's not about stopping it. If you're aware of what that is, then the very awareness itself will not support. If this awareness is strong enough, it will not support a self. It won't support someone who's mad. It may uh, give some uh, acknowledgement or, or even some kind of a, a vague kind of a alternating support to the anger itself because it's just another chunk of phenomena that's flying around without a self. And I would say that will not last. But the self-centeredness that sees that assumes that that's because there's a belief in a self, assumes that it's part of the self and it has to be protected in other words, justified, passion, or, or, or fought with, well, at least I'm fighting with it. At least I'm trying to do something about my anger. At least, at least, at least. We all, I'm sure, uh, have our version of how that uh, might show up or work. And uh, the, the thing that, that, of course, compounds the whole affair is it's, uh, each person is a, has a different combination of passion, aggression, ignorance, pride, envy, those five. So insofar as we can, when the anger arises, is to acknowledge that. Don't push back on it. Don't because when you do that, it uh, it could go underground and show up in another. It will sit, it lay in wait for some kind of a trigger so that you can blame the trigger. You need to get rid of that because there's a lot of pressure there. So you need to get rid of that. That's propaganda. You don't need to get rid of anything. The only the only one who has to get rid of something is if there is someone who has things. Not to get too philosophical here. But it needs to be done uh, through awareness practice, not so much through thinking and elaborating and, and uh, enumerating this, that, and the other, and, uh, and some kind of practice that's, that gets control of things. You may have to actually blow your stack and do something that is embarrassing because, oh my gosh, look what I've done, that kind of thing. You may have to do that, but it's not a validation. I'm not talking about doing it so that you can get rid of it. Not talking about you need to express your anger. You need to what is the old the old uh, therapy uh, pounding on a pillow or something like that. Or, or Arthur Janov back back in the seventies had wrote a book called Primal Screen, which I uh, read and was quite enamored of that approach before I met uh, uh, my teacher. But looking for some way to deal with this intense anger that would come up every now and then that was just so threatening to me, threatening to others. 
so it seems that in the middle of any particular excursion into this or some way of something has happened or a combination of things that have happened that have uh, sometimes it feels like we're being ganged up on by various things all getting together and say well i think we've got enough weight behind this now we can really piss this person off <laughs> so meaning this person and so when that starts to come up uh excuse me insofar as you can stay with the texture of the of the emotion or the feeling awareness 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 like uh, Unio pointed out as we were driving in, uh, angry about anger. And then the other thing that I've often said is always about awareness. There's AAA, there's three A's and three A's. And it has nothing to do with AA or NA or AAA. That's so much help. <laughs> so there's different ways that you can do this. And there's somewhat, a, somewhat of a not a particularly a protocol, but some way you can kind of flash on what your relationship is already. And everyone's different. Everyone here, everyone here. Everyone has a different dynamic. Some people are very, very visual. Everything shows up in visual terms. I fall in that uh, there is a category. And some people are very uh, sound oriented. Some people are, are tactile. Some people are... Uh, uh, one of my students, Kozan, she may even be watching today, is very, very sensitive to uh, odors, fragrances, any kind of uh, something changes in that regard. She's she knows about it sooner than everyone else, it seems, noticed that. So, um, so just saying by this that these things, this particular area is it is in the present moment uh, to use that concept. The sense you can't smell in the future or smell in the past. It has to be now. You can you can think in a parent future in a parent past and kind of freak yourself out if you worry too much about it uh, because it's it's just a concept. It's not now. So say the anger arises, something has happened, this has happened, that's happened, and the next thing you know, you're just getting you just want to <laughs> you want revenge or something. You want some kind of closure on it that you're willing to uh, uh, pull out the the, uh, the weapons. And when this occurs, when there's a threat of this, just a feeling of this arising, if you start to shut down on that, then it, 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 it won't really stop that necessarily. The very energy of forcing down joins with the area of coming up. And now you've got double negativity. Now you've got twice the energy coming out. And what this does, and you, you can reflect on this a little bit, this energy of expressing yourself actually reinforces the delusion of ego or the self-centered, because I am the one who's, I am, there must be somebody here because look how I'm feeling. There's a, a, a um, it's like proof. It's like emotional proof that I'm, I exist, I'm real, I'm feeling, I'm somebody. And there are whole uh, ways of uh, talking psychology, uh, all kinds of different forms of psychology that, that don't even look at egolessness at all. They just start with a healthy ego, have to have a healthy ego. So, <clears throat> and it's not that we're not going to go the other way and say we need to be, have an unhealthy ego or destroy the ego. It has also been said that if you, in the, in the, uh, the uh, different awareness uh, and uh, meditation uh, teachings, that you can't really transcend an unhealthy ego if you're completely confused and uh, and having difficulty. Probably that's true, but I think a good two or three months of sitting practice probably is going to help most people. 
unless there's some chemical thing happening. Uh, but to get somebody who is severely confused, and I've met a few, to settle down and practice. I have actually have people come and say, yes, help me, I need help. I, I tell them what to do and they don't do it. So it's, it's like, here's the medication and uh, oh, well, I don't want that. What I want is I just want to tell you stuff. So what they're doing is they're telling them, telling stuff, saying stuff, and this is a way in which it helped. They can share their, their load. This is one of the downsides of, uh, of AA. And you know, if you practice AA, well, misunderstand me. If AA helps you, by all means, please go. It will help you. It helps. It's helped a lot of people. It's helped a lot of my students. It's helped a lot of uh, people who are, I don't even know. On the other hand, there's a, a lot of chatter going on to reinforce each other's ego, trying to get healthy egos that don't drink and so on. I probably should reserve that for another talk at uh, Alamon. <laughs> they would love me there. So what are we doing? We're trying to become aware of it so that we can see what it is. If you fundamentally see what the anger is, it may come up. It may be a little distasteful and, and uh, um, aggravating, but it won't take over. It won't completely take over your consciousness and flood your consciousness with, I see red. There's a good example. And I would say, go into those colors. Go into that situation. Go into your sense uh, consciousness. If you if you feel that kind of situation up uh, come up, go go into include your senses so that if the anger, in other words, you're not fighting with the anger. You say, well, we're if we're going to have a war here, well, I'm going to bring in my friends. Uh, I'm going to bring in the color blue. I'm going to bring in uh, this this fragrance or this or the the the, the, the incense or 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 how my, my body feels. And if you go to how your body feels, quite often there's a lot of rage happening and the body is very hot and, and wants to, the muscles are, are flexing because we, we want some kind of satisfaction. So if you include the, the other five senses, in particular sound and, and seeing and touch, those, those three, taste probably could enter into that and possibly uh, smell. So... I'm not saying that you I would say wouldn't wouldn't say that those including those other senses necessarily are going to dilute the anger. It won't it wouldn't necessarily happen that way, but it could. That could be the way it shows up for you if you were to practice that. Is there anyone here who never never gets angry? We see some smiles, and I'm sure that says, well, I don't, but I I also am not very prideful, so I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> so anger. Angry at anger. It's like the double, the first negativity comes up, which is your opportunity, your opportunity to actually just feel that. Your opportunity to actually, with your awareness, to be genuine, be who you are, and, and meet your life as, as it says in the vow, to be with all things. Be with all things means, it doesn't mean uh, slamming doors and closing windows and, and sealing off your, your mind in this, uh, in this, uh, uh, fiery, uh, room that you're in called anger. So if you were to have some difficulty, say, maybe say you're mad at someone, you were to say something something to someone out of anger, you know, there's several things that happen. If you continue to, to remain deluded about that, you could just cover it up and forget it. You could just say, well, I didn't mean that, or I probably shouldn't have done that, but so it's a very interesting area to 
And there's no there's no particular protocol where I say everybody should do this. If, if you get mad, this is what you should do. Perhaps you should apologize to the person. Perhaps not. But as you've heard me say before, apologize once because that's that's probably an actual apology. But if you apologize more than once, it means you want something in return. You want somebody to let you off the hook. Forgiveness is extra. This doesn't mean that there couldn't be some quality of that happening for someone who's abused you. But it's better just not to blame. I would say rather than to forgive, I would say just retract the blame. Just if there's been blaming going on rather than rather than forgive, which doesn't really help that person too much to forgive. What helps is just just don't blame. And then they are then they're free to live their sovereign identity in their consciousness. Then they're free to do that. And you're not in there making it more difficult for them. Someone who feels like they have been forgiven by somebody else who has no right to, no power to forgive anybody. You don't have the power to forgive someone else. Someone else is sovereign. Doesn't mean there's a self there. Enough questions? Go get up. There's a, a saying, I'm not sure if it's from a sutra, but it says if um, anger, if you're angry, one moment of anger erases several kalpas of mm-hmm. merit. What does that mean exactly? Well, it means, it means that one moment of kindness uh, brings all those back. So for someone who wants to make threats, uh, that's, that would be my response. Uh, neither one are true. There is no self. There is no, for someone to make that kind of a statement, their intention may be to teach and to help people and say, you know, but the person who's saying this may have not experienced anger the way some, some people have to experience anger so intensely that they kill people. We can't say, well, if you killed somebody, I'm sorry, you can't be a Buddhist. You're out of the... This is why Milarepa was one of the greatest uh, saints of Tibetan Buddhism, because he was a murderer and he attained realization. So very, very important, uh, this idea. I think even Trungpa Rinpoche said something like that. You know, just one little flash of anger destroys, you know, five dotons or something like that. I can't remember what he said. It was something pretty cute, though, he said. And I'm not going to disagree with that. I would say, well, if you're going to look at that, then you could also say just... Uh, kindness to someone that would be difficult for you to be kind to. So be, sometimes it's good to be kind to someone who is not really, well, in ego's language, would be deserve that for all the crap they pulled off. They don't deserve that at all. They won't even understand. <laughs> I have another question uh, yes. about anger often shows up for me first is irritation. Mm-hmm. I, if I look at that and ask, I tend to say, well, why am I irritated? Is that a way to work? I think the why questions are circular. And, you know, if you say why, you're going to get a response, but then you need to have a, uh, an answer to that one. Then you need an answer to the next thing. You know, you have a whole circular matrix of confusion that looks like you're getting somewhere. That Those kind of paths look like they're going straight ahead. They're in circles. You know, it's just it just goes... It doesn't, you don't really get any deeper understanding necessarily. Maybe, but probably not. Less is better. And the only question I would say that has uh, some kind of validity as, as, par, as far as a, a consciousness and awareness practice would be a what question. What, 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 in other words, when you say what, everything, everything stops. Everything has to stop because your very question has, you could say, frozen everything in place so you can look at it. But if you say why, there's just all kinds of creativity comes out of your uh, wild and crazy uh, hopes and fears to generate this and generate this and blame this and credit this. This worked really good, but that didn't work over there. If, they, if I hadn't done this, then this wouldn't have happened. And you're going to sort this out. As I said in the last talk, 
It's still complicated, very complicated. It's so complicated that just, what can I say? It's complicated. David. Uh, with anger, um, when you start, seems like when I start to see it, and then uh, it diminishes, but then I want to rationalize uh, something out of that. Yes. Then I see that, and then it diminishes. And then What's your question? What, what, uh, what is it that's diminishing? That's your imagination. So what... Um, I'm saying that you're just imagining that that's happening. So ask your question. Go ahead. What is it that the anger wants or, or seems to want? <clears throat> wants to be a self. It wants to be some kind of validation that I'm here and and I've been wronged. How dare you or how dare this happen to me? It's that that might not come out as some kind of a uh, lines in a, in, a, in the the play, but there's that under under the surface uh, kind of conversation we're having with ourselves. So I say less is better. Don't do a lot of awareness, but less of less coming up with solutions. As I've said in other talks, include, don't conclude, don't conclude anything. You don't need to come to a conclusion about anything. And just, just be here. So when, we, when we ask what questions, whatever is in front of us kind of stops, yes. freezes. Uh -huh. The line from Vasubandhu is, or whatever makes something stop in front of it is not situated in this only. Mm -hmm. So when we ask a what question, we're kind of freezing mm -hmm. the moment so that we can see it. Yes. Are we missing it? Because no. We're solidifying it. No, uh, it's. I'm saying freezing. I'm, I'm not really saying it's doing that because it's going to keep continue to shift. But I'm saying if you say what, then you actually start to go. The I'm just saying the doorway remains the same. So it, you just you you. You stop it so that, okay, this is where I need to look. So in that way, it freezes. But actually, what is there goes on and on and on. So your this is so your awareness, your consciousness, your understanding can begin to penetrate down into this so you can see the, the nature of consciousness the way uh, uh, Vasavandu has seen this and has laid this out in these uh, uh, concepts of mind only or consciousness only or perception only. And so this that's a direction where you can actually begin to drop down you could call them layers down deeper into more about what this actually is rather than than uh, some kind of a elaboration or support for an imaginary uh, self more how can we look at what's in front of us if it's constantly moving just notice that it's moving are we looking at the thing itself or are we looking at the movement there are no things i'm sorry i should say that to you. <laughs> Uh, yes and no. That's better. It's both moving, and because you're looking at it, it's not moving. I mean, if you're looking at something that's moving, then the very re receiving of that is a, you're just looking at that. You're just, I mean, it may be a can of worms, but you're looking at it. So the important thing there, I think, to to keep in mind is is that you just need to continue. This is why the, we have these walls in here and have cushions in front of the walls. It seems to take a lot of just pure insistence on seeing what this is, rather than just kind of casually doing it. It seems to really take what would be called discipline. We need to discipline ourselves, which doesn't mean following rules because somebody told us to. It means uh, observing a form because we understand, because we have a wish uh, to uh, be with all things. We have a wish to understand what reality is, and we're told by 
teachers down through the centuries to um, take care of everyone, take care of others, be with all things, meet others right where they're at, meet your own mind, your own situation where it's at. If you see this, you, you know, the anger may come and go, but it won't have a self. So it can't, it can't get traction. So you may have some, some anger, some irritation come up, but it can't, it can't find a support system so, so that it can actually come out into the open and smash things or yell at people or be, uh, or, or anything along that line. It doesn't come into action. It may still stay there, but if you watch it, it'll just flutter around a little. It's like a butterfly in a cage or maybe a bat in a cage. It's like a, what kind of bat was that? Um, not a mini bat. Micro bat. Huh? A micro bat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tayo from Traverse City has a question. He asks, I fear my anger because of the suffering it causes to those around me. How can I be with my anger and my fear? How can I what? Be with my anger and my fear. Yeah. I think uh, addressing uh, Tayo directly, I would say, I would say just a matter of sitting a lot. Just a matter of, you're already making progress uh, insofar as there is such a word, which is not particularly a compliment, but you're, you're asking that question. That's a powerful question. And just to ask that question uh, changes the, the whole gear structure of the ego mind, which, which is, uh, this is the beginning of bodhicitta or the mind of awakening. And so uh, we have to start somewhere. So we, we need to start right in the garbage pit. To start where you're at in in that mess or in that confusion or in that difficulty, I'm not saying deliberately go down into the cellar, turn off all the lights, and roll around on the floor. But I'm saying if if you find yourself there, then 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 be that, then have that happen, and you notice it changes into something else. But it seems that the repetition of sitting meditation, people who do not uh, practice awareness practice, especially if you notice those of you who practice a lot, notice when you come in contact, you might not have noticed much change with you or with the, the people you're around. But if you go back into, into the world, as they sometimes say, go back into the, right, the actual uh, world where they're mixing it up with right and wrong, and you'll notice a big contrast between what you've been working with in your life and what other people are working with in their life. It's just a big contrast. It's uh, you don't really notice it until we leave it for a while and uh, and then come back into it. So when I say don't go to war with war, I know I know you can't help but go to war with war. I do it myself. But it's it, it as you do it, it it that whole flashing thing gets smaller and smaller and smaller. There's there's less and less because there's, it's not getting any. It's like a, a it's like when you put a, a light a candle and that's a, you said that was aggression and then you put a glass over the top. You know, it might burn for a little while. And that little while can be eight years. That little while can be 15 minutes. That little while can be half a minute. It's all just time. It's all, as they say, relative. So start, start somewhere and just uh, take the opportunity when anger rises, this is a Dharma gate. If you, especially if you have trouble with anger, this is your Dharma gate. How to work with this? And your Dharma gate is, uh, don't do anything with it, but observe and see if you can see the way in which anger works for you, the way, what, how it, how you're triggered, the what of how you're triggered and the what of what happens and, and, the, and, and the what of uh, see that part that starts to, that doesn't stabilize and doesn't stay there, but starts to turn into something else. 
and watch, see if you can see the dynamic where it's going like this. And I'll, I'll do it as literal as I can. It's going from anger, 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 anger. Passion, 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 passion. Still supporting itself. And the passion is about, I'm so sorry I got mad. So, because we, uh, the pride kicks in there. And then we start, our pride, first of all, the pride starts to run us. We don't want to be taken advantage of. We, we don't, we're tired of failing. And we have so much pride that we want to just insist on me. And if we have to break stuff, I, re I remember in early times, not that I, I want to get into my own personal stuff too much, but I remember very early and noticing that there was something, when I got really mad, there was something in there that if I want to just stop it, there was something in there that, there was something in my consciousness that, that that would be humiliating to stop my anger. I would somehow be giving in. I needed to express my anger, validate it somehow. Thank, thankfully, I met my teacher. Yes. Um, question from Shane out in California. Yes. And we do need to move on. Um, he asks, how can anger be self-existent while still being dependent on everything else? It's the same thing. And so if you want me to explain how that works, uh, I, I say it's, uh, it's the same thing. So it's not two. You've just said two different things, which are two different concepts that point to two different facets of, of the way this looks. And I'm saying they're the same thing. The, the Sandokai is the teaching of uh, the equality of sameness and difference. And, and it's something you, you can't find uh, in a materialistic approach, whether it's psychology, philosophy, politics, uh, uh, cultural uh, situations that are going on. Only in a, on a, in a path that actually transcends this world. Buddhism does that, Advaita, uh, Hindu uh, practice, uh, no self. And there, there are spontaneous realizers here and there around the world these days that are also teaching that without any particular tradition, just saying there isn't anything with this. There, there is no, there's just this, there's nothing separate. And people that have realized that, uh, there's a few of them, have the power to teach out of that without any, they, they find they have to start making up concepts because every time you open your mouth, a concept comes out. Why are you the only one smiling at that? Everyone else is frowning. <laughs> yes, sir. What is the relationship between anger and aggression? So I think the anger is the is kind of the first step. There's the there's a I mean, you could say that they're the same thing. You could say they both happen on a on a on a uh, a very um, subtle level and on a, a outwardly active, obvious kind of not so subtle level. But also you could say you could break that use those concepts and say uh, that the anger. Uh, the first feeling of anger, there's really nothing wrong with that, uh, in a sense. Not that there's anything wrong with anything, but there, but the aggression actually comes like out of to do something about the, the anger is kind of a feeling part of it, and the aggression is part of the active part of that, where we need to, we need to have revenge. We need to show those they, they can't do that. We have these little uh, uh, um, self-centered kind of. Uh, things coming out of our pride, you know, they can't do that to me. Well, I, you know, I'm, and, and then our friends, if you say that to your friends and share it, that's uh, why if you share something <coughs> with somebody else and they'll, yeah, don't let them do that. That's terrible. You know, well, between, in our society, we'll, we'll reinforce this kind of thing. It's called a, uh, just a mundane way of working with things, not right, not wrong. So a little bit of differentiation between one seems to be more uh, just how, how the subjectivity of it, the anger, um, maybe expressed or not, and the aggression seems to be 
active part of it. But quite often, aggression can be also be very subtle, just a, an intense fighting against something that might have a smile on its face. We've all met somebody probably at some point where somebody's just kind of smiling at us, and we know there's just tremendous aggression behind that smile. We're at the end of our sojourn. Whew, I'm glad. <laughs> Starting to get upset. <laughs> Talking about anger. I have to chisel out my shoulders here so I look like a gigantic samurai. Meow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Again, I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway. We also have the uh, ability to receive your donations uh, from PayPal. We have a number Whoops. of people who do uh, a monthly donation to us, and it's very helpful. You might want to consider that. Thank you.